This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hello and welcome to John's Media Show. We'll talk about media and other stuff. Now before I get started on my review of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today. And I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today. I'd like to talk to you about how I critique any sort of media. So how I critique any sort of media is based on its entertainment value. I look at the pros and cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, it would get a high rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it would get a low rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons would be about equal. I try and keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases I do need to get into spoiler territory, since it may be a major part in my review. But I'll give you an estimated time of how long are we talking about spoilers, so people who don't want their experience spoiled knows more or less when to come back in if it's only during a section of my review. I have two unique rating systems. The first is unique to whatever medium I'm critiquing. So for films, I use popcorns because that's me what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games, I use video game controllers because that's me what you play video games with and for TV shows I use televisions because that's me what you watch TV shows on the second rating system is because I'm a film collector more specifically on blu-ray or of digital iTunes HD I use this as a helpful guide for you know the media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today so at the bottom we have to skip it. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever, not even it's so bad it's good, like Batman and Robin, that you could ha laugh at how ridiculous and over the top everything is. Rent it slash stream it is where, for example, if the film's quite recently in cinemas, and I think it's good but not good enough for you to warrant your money, time, and potentially fuel, depending on where your local cinema is. And you can wait three or four months for it, come up, for it to come out on DVD and Blu-ray or um, streaming services to rent it, uh, stream it, like streaming it on Netflix or Disney+. Plus. Then I say rent it, so I stream it. See It Once is also using the same example where if the film's come on recently in cinemas and I think it's good enough for you, for you to go see it once but then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honor is obviously to buy it on Blu-ray. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has great entertainment value and you'll never get a tired of watching or playing the video game. So now we're heading into scene analysis for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which is where Voldemort tries to possess Harry Potter. 
So, obviously, if you've not seen this scene, I would recommend you turning this off for, say, five to ten minutes. Because I'll be going to spoilers for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So, the context of the scene is... Throughout this scene, we see Harry finally being fed up with 15 years of abuse from the Dursleys, while mourning Cedric's death from the Goblet of Fire, as well as skepticism from his classmates about Voldemort supposedly returning to power. Harry, as as you can imagine, is sick of this. But to add insult to injury, in the climax of the film, he loses um, Sirius, his godfather, to Bellatrix. His other father figure is now gone. He chases after Bellatrix and tries to use the Cruciatus curse on her for revenge for killing Sirius. Voldemort encourages Harry to kill her, but Dumbledore stops him, and he and Voldemort fight. After a while, Dumbledore seems to have the upper hand, but Voldemort tries to possess Harry showing him terrible memories, like his mother dying from him as a baby, Cedric dying, and Sirius dying. He keeps attacking Harry, with saying things like, so weak, so vulnerable. Harry is trying to fight back against Voldemort's attacks in his mind, or being physically affected by Voldemort's attacks. As Harry lays reeling on the ground, nearly defeated by Voldemort, Harry's friend arrive, and at the sight and the the sight of them, Harry recalls happy memories he has had with them. After this, Harry says to Voldemort, "You're the weak one, and you never know love or friendship, and I feel sorry for you." This causes Voldemort to be um, expelled from Harry's body. Please note that the following will be how I interpret this scene, so if you disagree with my subjective point of view, that's fine, but please be respectful. Now there are multiple angles I can look at this from, but I'll start with this. You can see this scene as a metaphor for fighting depression or being incredibly down. They say that you are your worst enemy, and what they mean by that is in our minds we twist things to put put. Um, put ourselves down. The most common tactic being labeling. As you can imagine, this is when you or others label you with negative things. For instance, you're worthless or you can do never, never do anything right. It's hard in your head when you say stuff like that since you have feel you have no counters to it, since you're so much in the moment of feeling helpless. Like with Voldemort, um, like with Harry being constantly bombarded with negative memories and insults from Voldemort. You try your hardest to fight back, but in some cases you get to your lowest point since you feel like you can't keep fighting back. Even Dumbledore is like someone that you um, care about, whether it be friend, family or loved one, trying to help you but being sad and that they can't do anything. But as we saw, even at your lowest point, you can get back up. To fight negativity, you need to find positivity, no matter how small it is. It could be something as simple as memories cuddling your dog, that funny joke your friend told you, and more. 
In Harry's case, it was the sight of his friends looking at him with sympathy that triggered the happy memories he has of them and his loved ones. Even Nicholas Hooper's possession even reflects the beats of the scene. It starts with despair, which builds into becoming sadder and sadder as Harry keeps trying to fight back but failing. But as the music goes, builds to the emotional peak, it then transitions to a more hopeful tone as Harry sees his friends and confronts Voldemort. The music then reflects Harry casting on Voldemort from his body with a sort of resolution like, I can come back from this. So props to Hooper for his scoring here. Harry has been through a lot at this point in the series, but what we can take away from this is that while it seems in your mind that the stuff you're saying to yourself is 100% fact, in most cases it's just over, grossly over-exaggerated. But to combat this, we need people that are willing to listen, to be there for you and comfort you. But you can do this with help. Some simple things I find that help for me is change what you're saying to yourself that are negatives to positives. For example, instead of you'll be a terrible boyfriend, I'll be a great boyfriend. Or another is to visualize yourself, despite being beaten by your negative side of yourself, is to keep getting back up, even if it hurts. Like in the movies where the hero is being interrogated, but the hero of refusing to give the information despite the pain and torture. The human spirit is amazing in that regard. Even at our lowest points, in most cases, even subconsciously, you keep fighting, finding something to fight for, and you refuse to give up. So keep pushing, and don't be afraid to ask for help from professionals, friends, family, or loved ones. I'm John Scott, this is John's Munia Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
and that was Won't Give Up, composed by John Passano from the video game soundtrack of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. So as I said in the review, this, as far as I'm aware, is only played in the main menu for Miles Morales. I'm John Scott, this is John's Menu Show on Fresh FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. This is My Time by Lecrae, L-E-C-R-A-E. So this is um, played in Marvel Spider-Man and Miles Morales. When Genki and Miles are modifying Peter's suit, oh not Peter's suit, Miles' suit um, to make it his own, um own variation on the spider-man suit i'm john scott this is john's media show on fish fm and we're heading back into a music break and i'll see you after the break
and that was Rescue, composed by John Pisano from the film score of Maze Runner, The Death Cure. So I'm not sure exactly when this plays, but based on the um, layout on the album, I'm guessing it begins at the start of the film where um, Thomas and the gang are freeing Mino. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Lazarus, composed by James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer, from the film score of Batman Begins. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Terraforming, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of Man of Steel. So this was played during which Superman goes off to the Atlantic to destroy a terraformer from um, terraforming Earth into Krypton while the military and Lois Lane go to Metropolis to stop the terraformer there. I'm John Scott. This is John's Munio Show on Fish FM. And we're heading back into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. Halloween theme composed by John Carpenter Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davies from the film score of Halloween 2018 so this is played albeit differently because if I'm not mistaken the 
this um, track isn't actually what plays in the film, um, but this would play during the opening credits of Halloween 2018. Welcome back to John's Media Show, where we talk about media and other stuff. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this session today, but I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to me today. Otherwise, I'd just be in a room full of computers, a control panel, speaking into a microphone, or by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net. We can go to our Facebook page and leave me a post via the visitors posts with your recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I pick recommendation, I'll give a shout out to whoever did so. You can listen to podcast grid right here on the top of the south through freshfm.net and the accessmedia.nz app, where you can find my show and many others. I hope you've all had a wonderful day at work, because if I'm not mistaken, it's still school holidays until February. So if that's still the case and you've got your children at home or at holiday program or whatever... I hope they're not annoying you too much if you have to be looking after them and you are um, having a good time at work if you have gone back to work over the Christmas and New Year's. So, I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM. And I'll hopefully see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.